Welcome everyone to Category 5 Technology TV. It's episode number 441. And Tuesday, March the 1st, 2016 is the date. Spring is almost here. Though it doesn't feel like it here in beautiful Barrie, Ontario. Uh, but uh, we got out on the sled hill on the weekend, so that was a good thing anyways. Was hoping for that. Uh, I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. Tonight, uh, we are going to be looking at the GNU Image Manipulation Program as we celebrate 20 weeks of GIMP tips. And tonight, we're going to be uh, continuing on with image rotation, we're going to be talking about uh, using corrective rotation. We love giving airtime to cool open source products, and that is why tonight we're going to be looking at a free alternative to the amazingly popular Minecraft video game. Uh, as an added bonus, MangleFox70 is going to be joining me here in the studio, and she's going to be our special guest uh, a little later in the show. Jeff Weston is roaming the streets of Toronto. Jeff, over to you. Here's what's coming up in the Category 5.tv newsroom. Raspberry Pi is officially the UK's best-selling computer. And the internet is abuzz with the new Google for Kids search engine, uh, but we're going to tell you why you might want to think twice before using it. The Linux Mint attack is actually worse than originally expected, with form user information being stolen and sold online. The executive director for Wikimedia Foundation has resigned after denying that the group is considering building a search engine. And Microsoft plans to ship their augmented reality device later this year. Stick around because full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Hey, it's time to show Category 5 TV some love. Check out our Patreon profile at cat5.tv slash Patreon. I've got a couple of these teeny drones to give away to the first, uh, well, the first 100 people to contribute uh, as little as 25 cents per episode are going to qualify uh, in order to win not one, but two teeny drones. And... I'm going to see if I can fly it, with it uh, without crashing into a light tonight. <laughs> that's just a little perk, but uh, that's one way that you can support Category 5 TV, the whole network. We've got some great shows. Category 5 Technology TV, of course, is our flagship and has been on the air since 2007. Uh, so a long time now. We're in Season 9, and uh, we do this every single week faithfully, and we do this as uh, a group of volunteers. Uh, as you can see, um, I have no other volunteers with me tonight, and uh, that comes from a couple of different things. First of all, we've got Kelsey away at school. Uh, we've got Hillary Rumble, whose due date was yesterday, and so we're waiting for good news from her uh, about the birth of her child, and uh, so uh, and Jeff is working tonight, so we're pretty scarce as far as the studio goes, but I'm here faithfully every single week and happy to be here. Um, but please do show your support for Category 5 TV. If you want to do that through Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Category 5. And for those of you who don't want to use Patreon for any reason, or if you'd rather just give uh, a certain amount, uh, head on over to donate.category5.tv. And that's a way that you can support uh, what we're doing here at the show and uh, providing you free family-friendly broadcasting. Okay, Category 5 TV is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, Cat5.tv slash IAIB. We're going to get right into it. And you know, if you've been on YouTube in the past 20 years, 
the homepage is absolutely bombarding you with this game called Minecraft. And when it started, I kind of said, you know, what is going on here? You go to YouTube and it's just all Minecraft videos. And they've been trying to clean that up by uh, separating gaming out into uh, its own category. And, of course, there's, uh, you know, Justin.TV became Twitch. And uh, so the gaming stuff is trying to separate itself. But I looked at that and I said, well, what is happening here? We're being bombarded with this and you probably feel the same way. But hear me out because... We took a look at it for the kids. For the kids. It's for the kids. Popey knows all about this. You get it for the kids and then you're hooked. Sorry, Dennis Kelly. But uh, Mind Test. All right, let's talk about it. It is a free alternative to Microsoft's commercial Minecraft game. And it's just immensely popular. Uh, but Minecraft itself costs money and a fair bit of money if you've got three kids at home. Uh, because you have to buy each account. Uh, now, with Mind Test, on the other hand, it's absolutely free. You've got to find servers to connect to, and you've got to find uh, communities that, uh, that you can trust that your kids are going to be able to play on. And so Category 5 TV Network said, all right, let's build one. And that's exactly what we've done with the Pixel Shadow. And Manglefox70 is here with us tonight. We're going to talk with her a little later on in the show. Uh, the Pixel Shadow is found at mindtest.tv, and we have links there uh, to download Mind, Mind Test, the game itself, and it's absolutely free. So what is it? I would say when I first uh, was introduced to the voxel gaming, um, I s sort of see it as, um, I, I hate to say it, but like digital Lego. Remember when we were kids and Lego was all the thing, and it still is, but uh, parents know Lego is very expensive, and, uh, and it hurts when you step on it. Uh, mind test is free, and you can't really step on it unless it's your laptop or something like that. That wouldn't really make any sense. Leave it on the table, guys. Uh, but um, so it, it is kind of like a, a Lego simulation in a way because you're building and, and it encourages a couple of different things in, in the kids and in adults alike. But I use kids as the, as the example. As a father of three, um, my, my kids are um, 10, 8, and 5. And so it's, you know, really cool to uh to see them each playing the game and learning at their own levels so uh the youngest um is learning at his level and then we've got the oldest mango fox 70 who is um who's actually hosting her own show now on youtube about the game so it, it encourages um, creativity but also uh, mathematics as uh, as kids have to and I keep saying kids, don't I? Because that's that's where my heart's at with with this kind of stuff. Uh, but it encourages you to to um, figure out dimensions of buildings as you're creating them, or figure out okay, if I start digging here, I can only go down X number of blocks, and then I'm going to hit this, and and so on, and and things like that. Um, but it also, um, my son has a very engineering mind, and I'm finding also Mangle Fox 70 does as well, and and really the the ability to build some really cool stuff, and I think that that encourages so many different things. Uh, as far as creativity goes. So it's, it's not like sitting down in front of a video game where you're just, you know, dumbly playing uh, a shooter or something like that. Um, it's, it's something that you're actually having to work at and learn and control. And so there are two different levels, I guess, to um, the voxel-based games like Minecraft, Test. And that is, uh, you're going to hear two different terms, creative and survival. 
So creative, basically, when you enter the game, you have access to all of the tools that are available to you. If you want a table, you can select a table and you can put a table down. However, in survival, you have to cut down trees, you have to turn the planks into sticks, and then you have to create the table uh, using what's called a crafting recipe. And our servers have what's called a crafting guide to help you with that. Um, so we're going to actually take a look at the game uh, tonight, and I'm going to walk you through some of the things that, uh, that you can do with it and show you how it works um, from a technological standpoint. It's available for you on any platform. But let's bring up um, our web browser here. I'm over at mindtest.tv, but where you want to go to get uh, Mindtest, this is the free alternative, is mindtest.net. That's the official website. Uh, make sure that's where you go to download the game because you want to make sure that you get the uh, latest release and the official release. If you hit download, here we go. Thank you for trying out Mindtest. Current version, of course, is uh, now at the time of this broadcast, being that we're uh, March 1st, 2016, it's 0.4.13. Um, so grab your installer based on what platform you're on. So this is for Windows, right? This is for, uh, what is MinGW? I don't know. Others? Help for getting on Windows. Unofficial. Okay, OS X, there's your Mac stuff. And then GNU Linux, and you'll see there are prepackaged uh, installers for many different um, Linux distros. You'll also find MindTest if you want to bring up uh, on Linux, if you want to bring up your package manager, uh, you'll be able to find it in there in most Linux distros. But what I want you to pay attention to is when you do that search, now I've got a really old install of Linux here, so you're going to see my version of MindTest that's available to me is 0.3.1. So that's not going to be compatible with current servers. It's very old. So I would want to either update my Linux or download the version that's applicable to my Linux because I want to get that current version, which is you scroll up to the top, you're going to see is, uh, well, 0.4.13. That's the current version. So check your, um, your repositories if you want to install it that way, or you can install it off of the website. And, of course, if you're on Windows or Mac, that's another way you can get it. Um, a couple of distros that have the latest version in the repositories. Of course, uh, Debian 9 is uh, the unstable release of Debian. It's in there. Um, so if you want to pop that on there, if you're looking for something that's a little more uh, tested and true, uh, you can go with, um, let's say, OpenSUSE Tumbleweed is a great rolling release, and it has 0.4.13. That's a Linux distro. And another one that I really like is called Antergos, and it's based on uh, Arc Linux. And we've talked about it on the show before. And Tergos also has MindTest version 0.4.13 right in the repository, so you can install it, and it will automatically update itself um, through, um, through that um, package manager. That's how Linux works. Okay, should we get into it, folks? Welcome to the show. Nice to see so many folks in the chat room. And uh, what we're talking about here tonight is a game called MindTest. And the reason that we're doing that is because Minecraft is insanely popular. But we want to find a good free alternative. And that's where MindTest comes in. It's absolutely free. It's open source. And we here at Category 5 TV love to support open source projects as well. We like to present them to you so that you know that there are alternatives out there and uh, that you can grab these absolutely free. And this one is available on Windows, Linux, and Mac. 
And it's called Mind Test. So let's hop on over. Uh, now that we've uh, perceptively downloaded and installed it, we've got an install right here on a computer. And this is the first screen that you are going to see when you first fire up Mind Test. And you'll see now I already logged in there just to test it, but this is a fresh install of 0.4.13. If you have the public server list down at the bottom left here checked off, you're going to see a list of all the currently available public servers. You can scroll down here and you'll see some great servers and uh, some of them will be family friendly. Some of them may not be. Some of them may be for adults. Um, so be mindful of that as your kids are clicking around on this. And especially if you're younger, um, you want to make sure that you go somewhere where your stuff is not going to be griefed. And what that means is if I take all the time to build an amazing house in mind test and then someone connects into the server and burns it down with lava blocks, well, then that's no fun for me or my kids. So, uh, so you want to go somewhere where you're kind of protected from those kinds of things, be it through, um, through um, security applications being installed on the servers to just being administered by people who are really trying hard to, uh, to make it so that your kids and yourself are safe. So, our servers are called the Pixel Shadow. These are sponsored by Category 5 TV Network. And the Pixel Shadow is one of our shows. And you'll see that we have a survival server right there. And there are currently some people on there. And if I scroll through this, this list of public servers, you're going to see uh, that we also have a creative server. And that's the one that we're going to start with um, today because we're going we're gonna to say that we are new to mind test because a lot of, a lot of us are. Um, and you see, that there's one that's 18 plus, for example. So, you know, if, depending on your age and what you're looking for, um, you want to find something that's here. Uh, the pixel shadow is family friendly first. Okay, so here's the creative server. So I've highlighted that, and it's automatically filled in the information. I can also find that information on the mindtest.tv website. So just head on over to mindtest.tv, and on that website, there's some information. We're going to be looking at that in a couple minutes' time because we've got some really cool features there, including the ability to add your own skins to the server and also to use a map to find things uh, using geocoordination. So jumping over here, we're going to connect to creative because we're new. This is our first time doing this. So, um, well, how do we create an account? It's free software, right? Uh, we know Minecraft, however, you have to actually buy an account in order to connect to the servers. MindTest is asking me for a username and password, but I've never provided one. So where does that come from? I've looked on the website. I don't see a place to create one. And in fact, um, you're actually creating it right now. There is no sign-up process for the servers. So now that you've got the software installed, you've clicked on a server, and I'm clicking on the Pixel Shadow Creative. And so I'm going to now create my name. So we're going to call ourselves, uh, let's, what's a good name, Manglefox70? Chat room. Chat room. Give me an idea. What is my name here in Mind Tests? I'm watching for it. <laughs> We've got Poochie Poo. Okay, let's go, Poochie Poo. Poochie Poo. There we go. This one coming to us from M. Neiman 1. All right, so I don't have a password. I've never created an account. Well, what is my password? Well, I actually create it right now. I don't have to sign up for anything. I just enter it, and the first time I connect, it automatically creates the account and saves that information. So now the next person who wants to log in is Poochie Poo. Sorry, M. Neiman. 
it's already registered to me. If you don't know the password, you're not going to be able to connect. Let's jump over and hit connect and see what happens. Here comes Poochie Poo. The first time we connect, it's downloading all of the uh, all of the particulars, graphics, mods, things that need to be uh, running uh, on this computer in order to connect to this particular server. So the first thing that I notice is that I'm in someone's house. And this is, in fact, called a spawn point. And that means that this is the first place that new users or people when they die um, show up. And you'll see that over here there are some things on the walls, and these are the important rules that you must adhere to in order to uh, participate in the game. And part of that is that, hey, this is kid safe. Let's not use offensive language or offensive player names and things like that. Once you accept the rules, now I'm going to simply close off the screen here because you need to read the rules if you want to participate in this. I know the way to get in, so I'm going to do it. I've followed the rules. It says, player Poochie Poo read the rules and has been granted interact and that means that i can now break things and create things if you go into the game and you find hey i can't do anything what's going on well maybe you haven't followed the rules maybe you haven't accepted the rules uh, because if i didn't have that privilege if i didn't accept the rules i could try to break down i could try to cut down trees and things like that and even in creative i would not be permitted to do that that's to protect you so that uh so that other users who connect into the server can't destroy the things that you've taken the time to build all right, so let's jump back over here and see what's going on. There's D. Kelly 810. Hey, how are you, buddy? I think I'm waving at him, but he's, I'm actually punching him. Okay, so I am ready to go. Let's jump up here, and I can explore this little house, or I can just follow the arrows, touch this teleporter pad, and be whisked away to the next spawn point, which is full of soccer balls. How cool is that? <laughs> this is a travel net node, and this is uh, basically like what we would call a teleporter. So you right-click on that, and then you can teleport to the outside world. And you'll see if I hit K on my keyboard, I can actually fly. There it is, the pixel shadow. So this is the creative world on the pixel shadow. And this is uh, kind of what mine test looks like. You see that it does look a lot like um, Minecraft. And you'll see that uh, I'm on this uh, ice land, and if I try to break things, I can't break it. it. It spawns right back. That's because this is what we call a protected area. So somebody has built this, and they've protected their land so that other people can't damage it. And that's one of the things that are offered uh, through mine tests, so that if you take the time to build something, uh, you don't have to worry about someone destroying it, coming along and breaking it down, because you can actually protect it. Uh, you can watch the Pixel Shadow to learn how to do that. I believe it was episode number four, and that will show you how to protect your, your builds. And of course, you can ask people in-game, but that's a really, really cool feature to help protect you. Now, if I look at the bottom left-hand side of my screen, you see I am currently uh, in Iceland, and it shows a list of the people that are allowed to build and ed edit anything in that area, break blocks and things like that. Uh, I'm not one of those because I, of course, am Poochie Poo. So feel free to explore. Um, what you're going to have to do is watch that bottom left-hand side, and you're going to have to find a place that is uh, not owned by someone else because you're not going to be able to build here because I can't even break a block. I need to find somewhere. So, quick way to move around. You'll see that I'm kind of walking at a snail's pace here. I can hit K to fly, as I already said. 
And then once I'm flying, I can hit J to use fast move. And you'll see now, lower left-hand side, I'm no longer in someone else's area. So I could build right here, but I'm in the middle of the water. So let's go over here. And you'll see, okay, here's an area that has no uh, claims to it. That's cool. I could build uh, anywhere in here. Looks like somebody has been doing some building, so I'm going to respect that, hey, that's somebody's stuff. And I'm going to move over here. Now, this is owned by Nanami UK, this area here. So I can't, I can't build here uh, because this is owned by her. So I'm going to have to find another spot. And that's so cool. Okay, so keep going, keep going. I'm in fly and fast. It's space to rise and shift to descend. Here's another cool house, and this one is owned by Nathan S. 21. You'll see that the area around his house is not protected, so I could build here, but uh, it's probably respectable to uh, give him a little more space to build so that I'm not crowding his build. Over here, and you'll see what's happening there is that the land is generating. That's because um, maybe somebody has not come here before. There's some lava there. Um, or it's the first time that I've visited this area, so it's actually having to download this area. Okay, so here we are. I've got a, a nice flat land here with some sheep, and this area has not been protected by anyone. There's something built over here. Looks like people are enjoying playing soccer. Uh, so I can go over here and say, all right, this is the place. Now, if I was in survival, I'd have to cut down these trees in order to get wood, in order to build in this area. Uh, because we're in creative, when I push I, which is my inventory, you'll see that we have this crafting guide over on the right-hand side. But within the crafting guide, I can actually claim any of these things. So if I want, um, well, let's find a block. Let's do a search for stone and hit search now I've got all the different types of stone block I can grab uh, just by clicking on it I've now got 99 desert cobblestone so now I can actually place those uh, in the game and that's a right click in order to do that so it's pretty straightforward and, and simple as far as the controls go nice and easy there you go again if we were in um, if we were in survival mode we would have to take the time to cut down things and do some mining. First of all, you'll cut down a tree and then you'll build a, a wooden pickaxe. You'll use that pickaxe to then dig stone and then once you've got stone, then you can build stronger pickaxes and so on and so forth. So it's kind of like a building thing and you you get better and better as you grow in the game. So it's, it's, it's a real sense of accomplishment as you or your children uh, build things in mine test. Um, so this is the creative server uh, on the pixel shadow that we're taking a look at. Uh, there's a, a whole bunch of stuff that we could look at with this today. Um, we've looked at finding a server, creating and adding our skin is kind of the next step because if I hit F7, you'll see I'm this guy. Hello. And this is the default character in mind test. But I may say, hey, you know what? All right, I've been playing for a little bit. I really want to customize the way that I look. And I see people like Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly. Hey there. Where are you? There he is. So he's got this cool custom skin, and uh, dkelly810 has headed over to the website. Oh, here comes someone else. It's Kendall. Hey, Kendall. And Kendall has a really cool super tux. Kendall is wearing a super tux shirt today. Tie-dyed. Um, how cool is that kind of 80s retro? 
We're going to show you how to now create and add your own skin. Check this out. So head on over to mindtest.tv. I'm going to bring up my browser here so that you can see. And you'll see uh, that we have Mindtest Skin Conversion from Minecraft. And all you have to do is actually go to skins. Let's start with the skin gallery. Let's see what's there. So these are people who are currently um, using our server and who have converted skins and these are you know, this is what their skins look like i'll show you me there's me and there's d kelly 810 right next to me i've got my category 5 shirt on mangle fox 70 of course all right so for me to create my own skin all i need to do is go skins and then skin converter and okay we see that uh, this is an upload form well what do we do and if we read the instructions we'll find that hey this actually what it does is it converts skins from minecraft format into the the mind test game and then to boot it will then synchronize it to the pixel shadow servers so that um, when you log in maybe an hour or two later um, it's going to actually have your brand new skin so let's take a look at how that's done so we're going to click on the skin decks as just simply one example but it, it's a great index of Minecraft skins and you can find uh, through scrolling or through searching what would be a good search um, we're using Poochie Poo as our name so let's see if we can find something that has to do with dogs so I'm going to type in a search of dog and let's see what we find here well there's a kind of a cute Poochie Poo skin Here it comes. Look at that. It's so adorable. Aw, it's a, like a pug kind of thing. Okay, so now I've said, okay, let's, let's choose that. I can actually click and rotate through the skin decks. That's pretty cool. If I'm not quite happy with it and I want to change it, or if I want to create my own based on this skin, I can click on the button over here that says Edit Skin. That's a pretty cool little thing. Now, I'm going to show you quickly how to do that. Uh, and this is important to use this if you want to create a custom skin. Uh, for example, what I did to create the bald nerd with the Category 5 logo on his shirt. It's important to be able to do that. Okay, so we click on a gray area to rotate. And what you'll need to do is turn off an arm like that and legs and things like that and rotate so that you can color in the areas that are not shown when the legs are visible. And you move it around and you color it in and so on and so forth. Okay. And then you can make changes to it. But we're perfectly happy with it the way that it is. And so now I can go download to computer. And I think it's probably the same way if I don't go into the editor. I always use the editor. But uh, let's take a look here if there's a, just a simple download button uh, for this. Add to wardrobe. Upload to Minecraft download yeah there's a download button and their website is a little bit wonky see that it's actually hidden so if i go through the editor it's it's there the button is on hover it appears all right so download and it gives me this crazy little file let's save it to our computer and then open it and that skin looks a little something something like this it's a 64 by 64 ping, and that is not compatible with mine tests. Uh, you want to have the uh, one point, it's called Minecraft 1.6, 1.7 format, which is uh, 64 by 32 pixels. Now, I used to use GIMP to edit these manually, and that's fine to do that, but it's a little extra work. Um, so now that the tool exists, you don't even have to go that route. Now that I've got that file, I can go back to the Pixel Shadow website. I can say, okay, my username, Poochie Poo, 
and it has to be exactly what you entered when you registered on the server. And make sure you register on the server first because uh, you don't want to add a skin and then find out that the username is gone and you've just added a skin to an existing user, and that wouldn't be fair to them. So I've entered my username. It is case-sensitive, all right? And then file input and uh, browse to the file itself, uh, which we just downloaded. If you've made any changes to it, um, you may need to... Uh, then then that's fine too. Uh, let's see if I can find that file. Recently modified. There it is. Okay, so I'm going to hit submit, and now it's going to automatically convert it to mine test format, which it's done there, and it's ready to go. All done. And now what happens is, so some people have said, okay, I've done my skin, but I still don't see it in the game. Well, in order for that skin to synchronize to the server, the server has to be basically turned off and turned back on. So it's a very quick process, uh, but in order to load the textures, it has to do that. So our system is set up to say, you know what, there are 10 people currently playing the game. We're not going to do that until they log off. So it waits until everyone is logged off. If by midnight that night it has not happened, then it will say, okay, unfortunately, we're going to have to kick some people off and it will do it. So the worst case scenario is your skin is going to be synchronized by the next day so that when you log into the game, it will actually look like the skin that you uploaded. Okay, jumping back over to the game. We've got a couple minutes before I need to move on to the, uh, to the news, but you'll see that I am still this guy here. That's F7 in order to move. There we go. So we've got uh, kind of a basic square here. That's pretty, uh, pretty lame. We can break blocks with a left click. And of course, we can dig, dig, dig. And you'll see in creative, I don't need a pickaxe in order to do this. Be careful. <laughs> but you can dig, 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 and you'll find these caverns. And this is how you can find caves and things. And I encourage you to try um, the creative server first because this way everything, all the tools are at your fingertips. You don't have to do any crafting. It's a great way to learn how to do it. And then once you get good at it, that's when you start using the survival server, which is going to take you to the next level and really help you to uh, have a lot of fun. Okay, so I'm going to look for a torch. And you're going to get familiar with these things, and you can just page flip as well. Uh, but let's grab uh, 99 torches there, and I use the scroll wheel on my mouse to shift through the things that I have in my inventory. So now you can see that, hey, this is actually a pretty decent-sized cavern that I've found, and I can call this my mine. So if we dig through here, just walk around, and you'll be amazed at uh, just the, the sheer discovery and the, the fun of just discovering things and, and building underground and building all around. There's Dennis uh, D. Kelly, 810, digging away. This is called Mine Test. What we're looking at is not Minecraft, even though it looks very, very similar to it. Uh, this is a free alternative, and it's available at minetest.net. And our servers are set up uh, for the Pixel Shadow at minetest.tv. So if you'd like to give this game a try, give our servers a try, and that's a way that you can play for free, and you know that it's uh, administered, and, and we're making sure and, and doing the best that we can to make sure that it's family safe and family friendly. Uh, the next thing I want to look at is using our map and uh, finding geo coordinates in order to find our way around a server. We're going to look at that and we're going to talk to MangleFox70 about what mine test means, the differences between mine test and the commercial Minecraft application right after this. 
It's Tuesday, March 1st, 2016, and here are the stories we're covering this week. Raspberry Pi is officially the best-selling computer in the UK, and the internet is abuzz over the Google for Kids search engine, but we're going to let you know why you might want to think twice before you start using it. And the Linux Mint attack that we talked about last week uh, may be worse than we initially thought when the forum information was stolen and sold online. Also, the executive director for the Wikimedia Foundation has resigned after stating that the gr uh, group will not be building uh, or consider building a search engine. And Microsoft plans to ship their augmented reality device later this month. We've got all the details for you coming up in just a minute, so stick around. Hi, I'm Robbie Ferguson, and I love being a Vimeo Pro member. As a web broadcaster, I need an affordable video hosting platform that's as flexible as me. A pro membership lets you upload up to 20 gigabytes of HD video each and every week with no additional bandwidth restrictions. That means if you produce a show that uses even up to 20 gigabytes of storage, your limit resets itself the following week, so you can do another 20 gigabytes. And keep doing that week after week. Now, Category 5, with all of our shows, use roughly 10 gigabytes per week. From there, Vimeo automatically generates all the files that you need to provision your RSS feeds, Roku channel, website media player, or even video downloads in multiple bit rates, with no limits on your bandwidth usage or how many people can access your files. What's best? The price is astonishingly affordable. And for a limited time, friends of the Category5.tv network will receive a whopping 25% off the annual price. All you have to do is go through our link, cat5.tv slash Vimeo, and sign up today for your 25% discount. To top it off, you get 30 days to try it risk-free. If you're not happy with Vimeo Pro, you pay nothing. The deal is only for a very limited time. Go to cat5.tv slash Vimeo. I'm Jeff Wesley, and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. With more than 8 million units being sold in just under four years, the Raspberry Pi microcomputer is officially the UK's best-selling computer. The Raspberry Pi isn't much to look at. It consists of a credit card-sized processing board that plugs into a computer monitor or TV. However, its humble design hasn't stopped it from becoming the best-selling computer in the UK, just four years since its launch. The Cambridge-based firm has announced it sold 8 million units since 2012. It beats the previous record held by Amstrad PCW, which is said to have sold a total of 8 million units from its release date in 1985 to when it was discontinued in 2008. To celebrate, it's unveiled the, uh, Raspberry has unveiled the immediate availability of its latest version of the simple computer, the Raspberry Pi 3. Check it out, here's what it comes with. A 1.2 gigahertz, 64-bit quad ARM Cortex-A53 CPU. Say that 10 times real fast. Anyway, that is said to be 10 times as powerful as the original Raspberry Pi. It also has Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Now get this, the Raspberry Pi is now on sale for just 35 bucks, making it the same price as the existing Raspberry Pi 2. So, if you're looking for another Raspberry Pi, pick it up. And um, if you're hungry, this isn't the Raspberry Pi for you. Okay, a new website called Kittle.co has launched and it's promising a child-friendly search engine for kids browsing the internet. But the new tool appears to have caused some confusion and concern among users. 
a number of news outlets has reported a search engine uh, is the official Google spin-off looking to cater to young internet users. Parents have also welcomed the creation of the search engine under the impression that it's Google for kids. One of the things we've been seeing going around Facebook and Twitter says that Google's new search engine for kids means no more finding twerking videos by mistake. Thank goodness for that. It's really painful videos to watch. But the website has no association with Google. It uses Google custom search bar embedded within the website, which serves uh, Google's safe search results and lines the website's owner's pockets as they generate revenue from the ads displayed. A number of users have reported their discoveries while using the site. One Twitter user posted a screenshot of a simple search for rabbit, where the second result is a vile news story involving a cruelty act towards a rabbit. Not so kid safe. Anyone who's set up with Google's AdSense program can create Kittle-like search page and generate revenue. What's important to note in this case is that while they don't directly make the claim, Kittle does indeed present itself as a Google for kids, complete with familiar Google logo colors. It's a deceptive strategy and that's why we don't recommend Kittle. Stick with the Google Safe Search or perhaps consider using a parental filter at the DNS level such as an open DNS. But the best protection for your kids is to educate them about a safe internet usage. If you haven't done that, it really is your responsibility. Okay, after last week's news regarding the malicious iOS, the Lint Minix, or Linux Mint wow, uh, took to the blogs again to notify users of the forums that they've been compromised also. Data leaked in the attack includes avatars, dates of birth, email addresses, geographic location, IP addresses, passwords, the encrypted but potentially crackable via brute force attacks, time zones, website activity, Unfortunately, these details have appeared online for sale. Regarding the forum attacks, users should change their passwords on other sites where the same password has been used. And Clem Lefebvre, founder of Mint, recommends that users should change their email password first, and then passwords should be the same, uh, and, and any passwords that are the same for different websites. Okay, going on to Wikimedia. The founder, or the executive director of Wikimedia Foundation, which runs Wikipedia, has resigned after denying the group is considering building a search engine. Leela Tretikov wrote in an email that it was time for her to move on. A leaked memo suggested the foundation was looking at creating a commerce-free search engine and had set up the volunteer Wikimedia community. Many were angry that it had not been discussed first, as transparency is the key to the ethos of the organization. In September 2015, Wikimedia was awarded a $250,000 grant from a trust called the Knight Foundation for work to advance new models of finding information by supporting stage one development of the knowledge engine by Wikipedia, a system for discovering reliable and trustworthy public information on the internet. The project summary at the end of the document, although his author is unclear, states that the knowledgeable web, uh, engine would be the world's first transparent search engine and the first one originated by the Wikimedia Foundation. Wikimedia claims that a search engine is the intended outcome. Moving on to Microsoft. Microsoft plans to ship their augmented reality device later this month. Anybody who's a fan of that? Get ready, we got information for you. They say that they'll start shipping a developer version of HoloLens on March 30th. That's around the same time that Facebook's Oculus will begin shipping the customer version of its Rift virtual reality headset. Now, HoloLens differs, however, in that it makes the viewers see three-dimensional objects 
in the real world rather than blocking out the real and replacing it with a 360 directional fictational universe. The HoloLens operates on Windows 10 and unlike the Rift, requires no tethering to separate the computer. It uses a custom-built chip designed on an Intel platform and it'll, it'll let users record high-definition video that recreates a mix of holographs overlaid on the real world that should be shared with people without the, the, the device. Rift costs 600 bucks and the developer HoloLens units would cost $3,000. I don't know about you, I don't know if that much money. Big thanks this week to Roy W. Nash, SR Wenches, and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story that you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom on the road, I'm Jeff Weston. Thanks, Jeff. Chat room was a buzz. Wondering if you're going to fall into a pothole. I was hoping that there weren't going to be any jackhammers around that construction site, but hey, man, thanks a lot. Uh, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. Tonight we're looking at a free alternative to Microsoft's Minecraft game software. Uh, we're looking at a program called MindTest. Check out mindtest.tv. Now, while Jeff was talking, I forcibly synced the skins, which I don't normally do, but for the sake of the show, I wanted to show you what it looks like once our skins have synced. Um, so let's get back into the game. This is MindTest. Let's go. We are Poochie Poo. And if everything came back up after the skin sync, there it goes. It is going to sync the new skins to my computer as well. Here it comes. And this is a fully automated process, folks. So there's no having to contact an administrator and say, hey, can you add my skin? Nothing like that. Uh, let's see what happens. By the way, uh, as we were talking there, uh, Nate UK uploaded a skin. Just got to say kudos. That is awesome. We got a uh, wicked stormtrooper looking dude right there. Nicely done, nicely done. Oh, I'm in the game. And it's, uh, it's dark and spooky, but let's see what's going on. Where am I? Where am I? How strange. Let's try again. Have you had that happen, Manglefox70? Yeah. yeah? All right, let's connect again. And I entered an invalid password that time. Let's go again. Let's hope I'm not in the abyss this time. There we go. Now we're looking at D. Kelly 810. D. Kelly, how do I look? Pretty good there, Poochie Poo. Oh, look at Poochie Poo. There he is. He's so cute. That's all there is to it. And somewhere around here, we've got Nate UK's name. So uh, I know there's a stormtrooper floating around here somewhere. So there we have it. That is uh, the basics of getting a skin on MindTest once you uh, connect to our server. Let's get over to our website, mindtest.tv. I want to show you one of the coolest things. Head on over to the home page. It's the first thing that you're going to see at uh, the Pixel Shadows website, mindtest.tv. And on that page, scroll down a ways. You're going to find out more information about our servers and things like that. You're going to be able to see the show. And down here, we've got Get Creative. That's our creative server. That's where you want to connect as you're getting used to uh, playing the game. 
And you can see if you open that, uh, there's a map. If you click to open the map, you can see uh, how to get around and navigate this world. And it works just like a Google map uh, in its kind of functionality. So it's zoom in with your scroll wheel and so on. So this shows all the stuff that has been built. And there's something right there. So how do I actually find that in the game? Hmm. Do you notice that position? So we've got the minus 1490.0. That's actually telling me that it is left. See, because it gets lower, lower, lower. It looks like it's getting higher, but it's a negative number, remember. Uh, so that means it's going west. And then the 140 is our second number. That's uh, up and down or north and south. And that tells me that it's north because it gets higher and higher and higher. So in order to find that in-game, let's get over here and see where we are. We're going to hit a button F5 on our keyboard, and if I look at the top left-hand side of my screen, sorry, I had the wrong screen up there. When I hit F5 on my keyboard, I can see I'm at minus 1553, comma, minus 1.5, comma, minus 185. Jumping back to here... We need to be at minus 1491.5, comma, 141.5. So where's the third number? Well, if we look at this one, here's how it breaks down in the game. The first number is east and west, same as I just showed you. The second number, however, which is not accounted for on the map, is your depth. So that tells me I am minus 1.5 meters, I guess, uh, from the surface. So as I ascend you'll see that that number gets smaller. As I descend, it gets bigger. Right. Or something like that. It's a negative number, so we get confused. All right, so let's dig our way up to the surface. How far down are we? There we are! Sweet! Okay, so now my height is 38. Okay, see that? Uh, so we need to get to minus 1491 e uh, west. So I'm going the wrong way right now because, see, it's going 16, seven, almost 17, right? So I need to turn around and head back the other way. So this is how we're able to effectively use the map in order to find our way to the places that, uh, that we want to go. So we are looking for minus 1491.5. Oh, and I just went past it. 91.5, somewhere around here. And then I want to go north. So we're going to head up to, you know, we're in a negative number right now. We need to get to 141.5. And then we're going to find out what that crazy thing is that we see at that coordinate right here. So let's jump back over to the game. And I've just got a, I've got a close-up on the top left for you so that you can see. Um, keep going, keep going, keep going. We're looking for 140 or so on the third number. So we're almost there, 100 away. And... We're a little past. Okay, so now let's wait for it to generate. It must be up. Whoa! Okay. What could it be? What could it be? Whoa! Mangle Fox 70 and friends, you've been hard at work. This is 
the Sky High Pixel Art Stadium. Sorry, I'm going to zoom out so that you guys can all see this. So we have effectively used the map that's provided for us on the website to find the position, and then we're using the coordinates, which are shown on our screen using the F5 key, see in the top left-hand side in the brackets there, and then we're able to find exactly what we're looking for. So there was an episode where Mangle Fox 70 was wanting to find, say, the snow house, and that would have been a great way to find it for example. So uh, as you're looking at the map on our website, mindtest.tv, you'll be able to use that to find your way around. Come check out the pixel art and see all of the creative things that everybody has been doing. So check all this out. This is really genuinely artwork that they've worked so hard to put together. How cool is that? Some Valentine's themed stuff, I guess, from last month. Cute. Oh, look at this. Oh, wow. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and tonight we are looking at MindTest. It's absolutely free, and it's available for you to download at mindtest.net. And, of course, you can find out a whole bunch about it at mindtest.tv. That is uh, our child site uh, where we have the Pixel Shadow, which is a free YouTube show. And I'm actually joined tonight by Mangle Fox 70, who is the star of The Pixel Shadow, our youngest host uh, on Category 5 TV network. Mangle Fox 70, nice to have you here. Thanks. Did you take over Poochie Poo? Yeah. You're operating the Poochie Poo? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, uh, about your show. What's it, uh, what's it all about? It's about... Playing mind test. <laughs> you set her down <laughs> instantly, locked into the game. Uh, no, tell us a little bit about the Pixel Shadow. What brought up the idea? Now we should know that uh, the Pixel Shadow is Mangle Fox 70's baby, so she's created it. Um, she's um, developed it, even created the name, the character, Mangle Fox 70. So how did all that come about? Mm, I thought that Mangle Fox 70 was cool, and then I just did it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's forget about the game for a moment. So, D Kelly eight ten, get up, get in, get out of here, get. <laughs> you've played Minecraft. You've played Mine Test. Yeah. What are the biggest differences between Minecraft and Mine Test in your Minecraft, eyes? Minecraft, um, famous people play on it. Okay, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Uh, have you ever met a famous person on Mine Minecraft? Yeah. Who? It's funny. Cool. Uh, you were on Dan TDM's show um, called um, uh, Diamond Minecart. Draw your comments. That's cool. Uh, you can check out her uh, reaction video there. Uh, so beyond, okay, so famous people. But thinking about the game itself, are there um, more the similarities than differences? The textures are different. Yeah. And Gameplay is pretty much the same, or yeah. And mm, Minecraft gets has more mods, but you have, but not very many people get the freedom to make their own mods. They have to be a professional. Okay. Oh yeah. To have permission, I think. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I know. Um, okay, well, think about uh, a, a person about your age who could get mind test for free. Is it, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it good? It's pretty awesome. She's Mangle Fox 70, so she must know. Uh, what's the best thing about mind test? Mm. That 
It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. That's important when you're choosing a game <laughs> that it doesn't suck. I like that it's free and that it's open source so we can create mods, as you say, and, and do various things with it and build servers and, um, and there's no cost in the software licensing or anything like that and creating accounts and your brothers can play and it's free for them to play as well. That's really cool. Um, how many people do you find um, play on your servers? Um, so that's the pixel 10 shadow. people every single time I log At a in. time. So when you log in, there's another 10 people on there and goofing around and having a good Sometimes time. Sometimes there is five. And do you guys collaborate and work together and mm, build stuff sometimes. together? Or is there a difference between creative and survival when it comes in to that? Sur in survival, we usually build alone and then show each other what we've built. And in okay. creative, we build together. Seems to be a good community that we're getting there um, where I, I remember today uh, I saw somebody who accidentally died and lost all their stuff in survival. And then a bunch of people came together and gave them other things that they had mined in order to make up for the things that they had lost. And I've even had that happen in survival where people have come up and given me a pickaxe because I had died in lava and lost my pickaxe, right? Yeah. So it's a good community and, and good people. Um, the community here at Category 5 wants to know Linux or Linux or Windows. Which one wins? Mm. And your mic is falling off, so we're going to have to... There we go. Is it on? Um, <laughs> She's going to have to speak up. Both of them? Linux or Windows? Both of them. Wrong answer. Not what I was looking for. Okay, fine. Linux. Yeah. Fine. I tried. I tried. Well, hey, the Pixel Shadow is, uh, there's a brand new episode once a week. You shoot it on Tuesdays. So 4.30 on Tuesdays. If you're in the server, you'll be able to participate in the show. Uh, and then it airs when? Mm, on Sundays. On Sunday. Every single Sunday we have a new episode of the Pixel Shadow. And she's more talkative on that because it's probably pre-recorded. Do you find you're more nervous when you're on a live show than when you're on a pre-recorded show? Well, I'm, I'm not nervous right now. You're not? No. Got me surprised. Just not used to interview format, I guess. All you're they can see is a laptop. Why <laughs> <laughs> are you hiding behind it? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty short. <coughs> pretty short. Okay, so before we wrap up for tonight, show us some of the local builds that you're doing. Um, and I should say, that reminded me when you did that, you've been on Category 5 Technology TV before, haven't you? Um... About two years ago. Two years ago? Maybe. Let's look into that. Here's no, that was the birthday that I got oh. the yellow dress. <laughs> okay. Well, let's look, at a, let's look at a clip. And here's my beautiful daughter, Natalia, who's joining us tonight because this is her third birthday. We've already got phone calls coming in. Uh, whoever's calling the... Uh, whoever's calling the line there, just call back in just a minute. Natalia is celebrating her third birthday today, so I promised her that uh, she'd be allowed on the air with me. You having fun? You see yourself? You have anything to say to everybody around the world? <laughs> say hello. Say hi. She sees her, oh, and she got markers uh, for her birthday. Um, so <laughs> she's drawn bracelets all over herself. Thanks for coming on the show with me, babe. Yeah, bracelet. Looks nice, doesn't it? It's very pretty. It's a red bracelet. And we'll never, yeah, we'll never be able to take that one off. <laughs> well, happy birthday, sweetheart. Happy birthday. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Look over there. Bye-bye. She doesn't know where to look because we've got monitors all over the place. There's about six of them. So there they are, right there. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
I think it was a little more than two years ago. Could you jump into your local game? And I hate to see Poochie Poo go. But uh, let's jump into your local game as single player. Oh. And, and show us some of the builds that you're working on and explain to us. So you've got a beach paradise that you're working on. And uh, what, uh, what inspires these things? Let's take a look. So you can play Mind Test in a local mode as well, so you don't need to use a server. Advantage to this is better performance, less lag, because you're not relying on an internet connection or third-party yeah. servers and things like that. Uh, but it does mean that you are essentially the only person who can play it, and so anything that you build. Yeah. I guess it's also, can it be a problem? How about instead of looking through the inventory, let's take a look at some of the builds that you've done that are so impressive in this here. is just something that I worked on today, but then I had to eat dinner, so I didn't finish it. It's a beach paradise thingy mabob. Is that going to be like a hotel or something like yeah. that? Yeah. That's cool. And it's not finished. I can tell. I can tell. And then... Do you have any finished builds in this server? Or? No. Okay. And then there is diamond pixel art and fun. Well, so you've created various worlds for various... Um, there is this practicing thing. Practicing different builds. And, and that's the only thing I built. This thing here, I don't even remember what it is. That's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> then there's. <sighs> and then there's Mindus World 01. Okay. Is this a good one? I don't know. Oh, you literally just. Oh, because you usually play on a different laptop and you're on the studio laptop, um, so this is one that. I didn't do anything on this one. And I guess, I guess, is that maybe the problem as well with playing single player? is that it's on the computer that you're on, right? So then if you go on to another Most computer... Most of my stuff is on the other laptop. Can we go. try and hook it up? We can't hook it up while we're live on the air, but uh, maybe we can show that on the Pixel Shadow another time. Maybe. Uh, something like that. Now, this is pretty much the only thing I've actually done much on. Oh, you've got a world here? Save the best mm, for last? Yeah, I, no, I was just doing it randomly. So this oh, okay. is the beach... But with a fake palm tree because palm trees don't exist without mods, so it's an imposter. Then there's this little home that is this weird room that I just decided to make. And then there is the first beach hut, which is super dark. With a little table that's too big, and then it has a bunk somewhere. Bunker room. Um, I haven't really spent much time on this. I can build super big things, but there are two floors for the bunker. And then there's this little dock with this boat. <laughs> well, that's really cool. And we don't have the time to uh, to go through a, a full tour, uh, but do check out the the Pixel Shadow. It happens every Sunday. Uh, you'll be able to watch it. You can catch it on YouTube. Uh, follow Manglefox70, and also you can follow her wait, wait, wait. on Twitter. On? Oh, what do you got? That's cool. So you've actually drawn using blocks. So this is this reminds me of old gifs when we used to do pixel art. As in, you know, drawing in 16 colors kind of thing. That's cool. Well done. Check out the Pixel Shadow. It's mindtest.tv, new episode every Sunday. And, of course, if you want to participate live, head on over to the servers. And uh, it is filmed every Tuesday at 4.30 Toronto time in the afternoon. So 4.30 p.m., 16.30 
This is Category 5 Technology TV. Thank you to my guest, MangleFox70 from the Pixel Shadow, MindTest.tv. And you will find our website at www.category5.tv. Hope you've had fun tonight. And uh, we don't normally dedicate an entire episode to a, a game. Um, but uh, I thought, you know what, this is a huge, huge uh, alternative to, uh, to Microsoft's uh, Minecraft. And uh, so this is a good opportunity for you to grab a free version of something that's really cool. Thanks to our chat room. Thanks, everybody, for participating. And I uh, hope you had a fun time tonight. And I will see you on the Pixel Shadow servers and right here next week, same time, Category5.tv. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. They're, they're over there. It's confusing. I know. I know. See ya. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.